Welcome to the Debbie Big Board, part of the Rookie Big Board Network. I'm your host, Skip Newton. Joining me, as always, my co-host, Matt Cooper. Matt, how are things going on in North Carolina? I'm in South Carolina, Skip, but things oh, are going great. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm from North Carolina originally, um, but South Carolina is where I live, and uh, things are going well. It's been crazy in fantasy land for me. I've got a startup draft going. I've got two C2C supplemental drafts happening right now. I've got a Dynasty NBA basketball rookie draft happening, so um, lots going on in the fantasy world for me. It's been a fun week. Oh, everybody loves drafting. I got four going on at one time. Yeah, that that is that is awesome. Having having stuff between, you know, just dynasty leagues, Debbie leagues, campus to Canton. Of course, you you're going to other sports, but it really keeps us, you know, active all year long. I too just wrapped up my final C to C draft as far as the college side. You know, the the big supplemental draft, right? The, the NFL side is always always nothing but mm-hmm. i had a, a live auction in one of my leagues here the minnesota made dynasty league so that's full of a bunch of really good guys it's it's always fun to get together in person and i've got to start thinking about you know a guillotine league or two that i'm going to be in those drafts are coming up and scheduling some some other drafts or auctions that are that are usually happening before the you know closer to the when the season starts and Man, it's it, there's no there's no rest for the wicked. I can tell you that it's it's just <laughs> it's just from one thing to the next. So it, it was funny when I when I got to the the auction yesterday. One of the guys says, "Man, I have done zero prep for this." I'm just like, "Who who preps?" We're like, like we're constantly talking about this stuff. I I don't know. There there's no there's no off season. It's just the the, the point scoring season and the non point scoring scoring season, as they say That's in right. the, the Trade Addicts podcast. So. We are going to talk uh, round two of our mock draft, which is including the 2022 and 2023 classes, as well as all Debbie prospects. So going to get into that. We'll, we'll do a quick recap of, of round one, just so everyone remembers who went there. Of course, you can listen to that episode from last week. But before we get into today's show, I want to talk about the ridiculous value of being a rookie big board patron. RBB patrons have access to the Dynasty Plus Devi Big Board and Consensus Crew rankings, the 2024 Rookie Big Board, 2023 Seasonal Projections. And if you haven't done seasonal projections, let me tell you, just thinking about doing them makes my head spin. So big time hats off to, to Matt Hicks for, for those. That is that is awesome. He does it every year, and it's just does podcasts about them they're fantastic so you really really want to get in on that and of course the rbb discord the discussion is always going it's a great chat great group of people in there you can join our growing community at patreon.com slash rookie big board for just three dollars a month or save 15 percent with an annual subscription that is just thirty dollars which is cheaper than the sales tax on the gift that i bought for my wife for our 25 year wedding anniversary Sales tax, man. Yeah, right. <laughs> Must have been a nice gift. It, it is. I, you know, <laughs> we, we're at the point where usually we don't do official gifts for anniversaries. We'll, you know, we'll we'll make a, a really nice dinner at home. Sometimes we go out. You know, maybe we go somewhere for a little mini trip or vacation. But twenty five years felt like okay. We got to do this a little bit bigger. You know, we're going to Boston. She's always wanted to see Boston. I've never been, so I'm excited. And, and then we're yeah, going to go visit. Yeah, 25 is a big one, man. Congratulations. 
Right. Right. Thank you. And, and then, yeah, going to Texas to visit her parents where, you know, we were talking before the podcast started about the heat and that that's going to be heat on a whole another level. So not sure I'm, I'm ready for that, but we do, we do it every year in August. So I'm, I'm used to it, but man, it's, it's a bit of a, a bit of a shock to the system when you're coming from Minnesota, even when it gets hot and humid up here, they, they know hot and humidity on a whole, whole different ball game. Let's uh, let's recap this round one of the Superflex tight end premium super mock. Uh, Bijan Robinson went one. Anthony Richardson, CJ Stroud, Bryce Young, Caleb Williams. So four straight quarterbacks go two through five. Then Garrett Wilson, Brees Hall, Chris Olave, Marvin Harrison Jr., Jameer Gibbs, Drake London, and Jackson Smith in Jigba. So became the former or current Ohio State players all over round one. Round two is going to kick us off with you, Matt. And who do you have in this super flex tight end premium mock? So I've got a guy that most people might have been screaming why he didn't get taken last time around. And you and I both, um, we've talked about this guy before and we have some questions, but going with Drake may here, he's got one year as a starter in college football. And in that year, he put up video game like numbers while doing so, he did put some really, really impressive traits on film in terms of his arm talent, his mobility, decision-making, you know, all of the above. He looked really good. And the questions that we have are not related to his talent or if he's a good player or <clears throat> any of that. It's more so uh, – it's a, it's a small sample size. It's one year – the level of competition he played against was really, really rough. And um, can he repeat it? He's got a new offensive coordinator. His best receiver's gone. There's there's a lot of moving parts going into this year for Drake May. And so he just feels like less of a sure thing to me than he does to a lot of other people. Uh, but at the same time, I can't ignore the projected top five draft capital that he's getting right now and you know in a super flex draft where you're getting into um more questionable shall we say when we're looking at the the first and second year players the pro the proven nfl players if you will it, it's getting a little thinner and so and when you look at Devi players i think he's the clear best one on the board so i'm gonna roll with drake may yeah, I think you you outlined a lot of great points, and and for me this this feels right. You know, I, I still I get nervous with, with quarterbacks and in Devi because they're they're so tough to predict unless they're just those those can't miss guys. And you know, you, you the first round that we recapped, I mean, they were all players that either have already proven themselves in the NFL or first round draft capital or the top two what I'll call can't miss Debbie prospects. And so it felt like a, a fairly, you know, easy round as far as round one goes. I mean, sure. You can order the, or you can argue the order, but you know, you get down to the second round and, and Drake may. Yeah. He, he right now is predicted to, to have first round draft capital. We've seen that historically. And then all of a sudden a, a guy falls, you know, sometimes, you know, early second, like Will Levis, but you know, even farther, with, with some other prospects. And so that always makes mm -hmm. me nervous. So, you know, I, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna say, Oh, it's a bad pick. I, I may have been a little more conservative just cause that's, that's how I tend to, to mm -hmm. play. But I think 
general consensus is is saying that the value is right. I mean, because and I think a lot of people like if you were in a twelve a real twelve team league and this draft was happening. I don't think Drake may would have made it to 201 because somebody would be yep. much higher on him than the two of us are. And he probably would have gone ahead of guys like JSN and Drake London because it's, they're assuming that he's a top five pick next year and it's a super flex league and that he's going to be extremely valuable, which he very well may be. Um, so, you know, if you're very confident in him, I could definitely see him going even higher than this, but this is where we had him. So. Yep, I, I agree with that. My next pick, uh, probably the most controversial one. I know it, it drew a, a wide eyes from you. And I'm going with running back Damian Pierce at, at Houston. And there are there are flashier names at running back in in the Debbie world, of course, which we will talk about, you know, later this round. But I I think Damian Pierce is just really underrated as far as what he put on film at Houston and it was such a bad situation as far as, you know, they really didn't have, you know, much talent around him. They didn't have a good quarterback, obviously, because they drafted one this year. And I think things are trending in the right direction. And I think he's going to have every opportunity to be, you know, maybe one of the, one of the rare, you know, bell cow backs in the NFL. And I just, the more I watched him and I, I, you know, I didn't watch every game, but when I did, I was like, he passes the eye test for me. And and I want that in a, in a, in a rookie running back, you know, guy coming off his, his first season. I, I think he's the guy they, they didn't go out and spend high draft capital on someone else, you know, unlike Seattle, which is why I didn't pick a guy like, you know, Kenneth Walker, the third. So yeah, I'm, I'm going Damian Pierce here. Yeah, I texted you right after you made that pick, and I said, I did not see that one coming. <laughs> um, I, To me, I have a really hard time with the day three running backs. I think the way that the NFL is already treating the position is expendable, and even these guys that are superstars are having a hard time getting paid and getting any long-term investment from their team. Uh, and then you take a guy like Damian Pierce, who really didn't show much as a pass catcher and – they bring in Singletary, who I think is going to be more involved maybe than people think that he will be. He was pretty serviceable in Buffalo. And, um, yeah, I, I don't know, man. Like, Elijah Mitchell, you're like, oh, man, he looks really good as a day three running back. He just put up great fantasy numbers. And then all of a sudden they trade for CMC. Uh, the, the teams are just not committed. James Robinson looked really good. Obviously, there was a significant injury there, but they go out and spend first-round draft capital on Travis Etienne. You could go on and on and on the list. Michael Carter, and then they go get Brees Hall. And so it's higher than I would have taken Pierce. Um, I think I would have gone for a couple of Debbie running backs over him, some receivers. Uh, in fact, most of the other people that we took in round two, I think I would have taken over Damian Pierce. But, you know, I get what you're saying on the eye test thing because I'm a film guy as well, and he definitely looks really, really good as a runner at times. And yeah, I, I think if you're if you want to go get your guy, if you really believe in him, I don't hate that. Uh, but I w- it's a lot higher than I would have picked him. Yeah, I I hear you, and the you know that the round three draft capital is a, a fair argument. If it had been mid to late day three, not round three, day three, that would be more of a concern. But you know the second pick 
in the fourth round. So they, mm-hmm. you know, he, he just fell out of round three. So that, that makes me feel a little bit better. And I think, you know, you said the NFL teams are treating running backs kind of like, you know, fantasy players are where you don't hold on to them a long time. They're expendable. And that's true. I also think sometimes they're more willing to, because, because they don't spend as high draft capital, they're more willing to accept the fact that, Hey, we got a guy, you know, on day three, but he's the guy and we're going to, we're going to roll with him. You, you never know how, how it's going to go. Right. I mean, every, you know, you, you get a James Robinson that goes nuts. And then all of a sudden Travis Etienne goes the next season. It, it happens, but yeah, that's, mm-hmm. I, I think, I think he is a, has a huge breakout candidate this year. I mean, he caught 30 passes as, as a rookie, which isn't terrible. And I think he has the ability to do more. Mm-hmm. He missed three games. So anyway, enough on Damian Pierce. Let's go with your pick at two Oh three. Yeah. So I went with Jordan Addison, which uh, I feel really good about here. I think, you know, you've got a guy that's locked in with first round draft capital. He's got a pretty secure role on a really good NFL offense that passes it a ton. You're going to see a lot of defensive attention drawn by Justin Jefferson and TJ Hawkinson, which should leave him a lot of one-on-one matchups and should lead to some really good rookie year production for him. And I think he's just a talented player. He's a great prospect. Um, I love what I see on film in terms of his separation and his route running ability. And especially down the field, you get deep down the field and he just at the stem of his route, he just loses guys and gets wide open and makes these huge chunk plays look really easy. He did that in Pittsburgh. He did that at USC. So, um, yeah, I'm, I'm pretty comfortable getting Addison here. In fact, when you look at what he did during his Bolitnikoff season at Pittsburgh uh, with, I think it was like 1,700 yards and 10-plus touchdowns, and there's only two wide receivers in ACC history that have ever done that. One is Larry Fitzgerald, and the other is DeAndre Hopkins. So that's pretty good company to be in as far as, you know, just being those two guys are Hall of Famers, so. Yeah, I, I like the Addison pick here. I think he he could be really, really productive. Yeah, I, I love that. I think he has every opportunity to be good in year one. I would prefer that he not make questionable decisions off the field, like driving 140 miles an hour down. Yeah, I think that happened after I made this pick. Yes, he did. Yes, it did. A little less good about it, but um Oh, geez. And it and yeah. the stretch of road, because you know, he's he's right here in the Twin Cities with me. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's a it's a significant stretch. Like, like it's right in between Minneapolis and St. Paul on the main freeway there. It's like, what, what are you doing, dude? I mean, like, come on. Anyway, mm. hopefully it's one of those just really dumb youthful decisions that fortunately did not result in anyone getting hurt and it won't happen again. Yeah, so hopefully it, he learns from it and moves on. And yeah, exactly. At, at two Oh four, I'm taking my number one Devi running back prospect. And that's still Travion Henderson for me at, at Ohio state. He's eligible in 2024. People are starting to question whether or not he can be the main guy. And I think this is, it's, it's so funny how, how we do this. And after, after his first season, you know, he came out and just lit it up and he looked electric and awesome basically from the first time he touched the ball also remember that game because it was against my gophers and he took a, a short pass to the house i think for like a 73 yard touchdown catch and 
he just he made exciting plays like that all year long his freshman year. His second season, he he gets dinged up with the injury, and so he's not as explosive, missed some time. And now people are, are questioning whether he can be the guy. And you know, the, the backup comes on and he looks pretty good. So he's moving up. And I'm thinking, hey, that's fine if, if you want to move that guy up your rankings, now you get a chance to see him. But that player being good doesn't make Travion Henderson a worse prospect. All it means mm-hmm. is that he might not get, you know, 80% of the running back touches and, and they'll split it up more. And I'm fine with that. I just, I think people get way too, they overreact way too much one way or the other. He comes back perfectly healthy this year. I think we're going to see why he was the number one back, you know, going in to his freshman season and why he should still be considered, in my opinion, the number one back, you know, for next year's draft. Yeah. I love the pick. I think that's who I was debating between with him and Addison and he's my Debbie RB one as well. So um, I thought that was a great pick there. I went next with my Debbie RB2, uh, which is Rocket Sanders. Now, I have some questions about Sanders. I think a lot of people um, are really understandably in love with just the combination of size that he has with some juice and receiving ability because he has a background as a wide receiver before he converted. And uh, the production in the SEC, there's a lot to love about Rocket Sanders. Um, there are also some yellow flags. I'm not going to call them red flags that, um, I don't hear getting talked about a lot. I think because he's recently converted to the position, he has some real struggles with vision sometimes. Um, I think he just, when I watch the all 22 and I see the end zone angle, it seems like often he's hesitating or he's hitting the wrong hole. Um, I also, for a guy being as big as he is, he doesn't have the contact balance that I would like to see from him. I think he just too often goes down on first contact. And I think sometimes he looks like he's running stuck in mud. There's times he looks electric and there's times that he really, really doesn't. So um, I'm really curious when we get to draft season next year and we start picking these guys apart and combine and all this stuff. I'm curious if if the if he's going to be one of those guys that when people really take a deeper look that he starts to get dinged a bunch and and see how the NFL feels about him is he going to be an early day two guy so anyway I'm curious about Rocket Sanders but right now he's my Debbie RB two and I felt better about him than grabbing some of the NFL players that were on the board so I went ahead and grabbed Rocket Sanders yeah that that makes total sense he's he's got some physical freakness to him with the side speed combination, but I think the, the lateral movement and the vision and the first contact, you know, the contact balance are all, are all things we want to see improve. You know, you said yellow, you know, yellow flag, not red flag. It's, it's world cup season. So we'll go with yellow card on him instead of, you know, not a red card, but a yellow card, just a cautionary card. So the, uh, the 206, my next pick, I'm, I'm going back to last year's rookie class, and I've not given up on this player because I think going in, this wide receiver at Tennessee, Traylon Burks, was one of those guys that was going to need a season or two to develop. And if people remember, you know, just had some freak athletic traits, put some mm-hmm. awesome film together, 
and everything basically that could go wrong from from the word go last season did for him. He just could not get healthy. He was struggling with that. And I think it pretty much derailed, you know, for the most part, his entire rookie campaign. You know, he comes back this season and yes, they brought in, you know, Hopkins, which I think is a good thing. Not, not a negative. I think, Mm -hmm. you know, besides the fact that now he doesn't have to be the guy in year two, he, he has an opportunity to work every day with a pros pro at wide receiver. I mean, Hopkins has proven this guy works hard. He knows how to play the position, future hall of famer. I mean, he's, he's a phenomenal wide receiver and he's going to get to, to learn from him. He's going to get to work with him, play with him. And I, I think that's all a really promising thing. And I think Burks again, kind of like my, you know, my first pick when I took Pierce, he has an opportunity to really, really make a leap this season and, and remind everyone why he was drafted so highly. So I, I feel really good about, about Traylon Burks here. Yeah, I think that's a good pick. I think it's a good upside swing on a guy that was taken in the first round that has a good long-term investment from his team that has all the physical traits that you could want. Um, yeah, I, I didn't see as much out of him as a rookie as I had hoped to, but you outlined some good justifications for that. And um I really want to see him develop as a route runner. I want to see improvement in that regard. Um, it's all well and good as a prospect to say, oh, he's got this freak athletic upside. If he can develop as a route runner, he can be really good. But once you get two years into your NFL career, it's like if you're not developing as a route runner, then I start to get really concerned that it's never going to happen. So um, anyway, we'll see on yep. Traylon Burks. I'm, I'm kind of lukewarm yeah, he, on him. Like I, I don't hate him. I don't love him. But I think that's a good pick. I think you picked him in an appropriate spot here. And well, and I think you're you're maybe closer to consensus. So if you liked Burks before and you weren't able to get him in your rookie drafts or in your Debbie League, hey, go out there and see. Maybe you can pick him up. I mean, maybe, maybe the person that, that drafted him is willing to to part ways. He's he's probably well, I mean, if I'm right, this is the lowest he's gonna be valued because he's gonna he's gonna play well. And all of a sudden he's going to be, you know, really good this season. And then his value is going to skyrocket. So yeah, now would be the time if you're interested in going to see if you could, you could pry Burks away from the manager that has him. We will we'll discuss the last six picks of round two in just a minute. But first I want to make sure you know that the rookie big board is now partnered with underdog fantasy football. This is the best app for fantasy contests. You can join drafts for just $3 and gain a real understanding of seasonal ADP trends. It's like mock drafting but something on the line. The entire RBB crew is drafting on Underdog Daily. You can join us by using the promo code RBB. It will get you a 100% match on your first deposit, and it will help us grow. So come play in a best ball league with us. It's a lot of fun. 207, Matt, who do you got? I got Jahan Dotson, and I feel really excited about it because he's a guy that I love. He's a my guy. And... um the reason that I did not pick him earlier than this is because I do think his upside is a little bit capped uh, from a fantasy perspective by a couple of factors. I mean, one is he, he is undersized, and that's a factor to consider in terms of those guys being the true alpha wide receivers in the NFL. Um, 
the other is just the situation that he finds himself in. They don't really have a quarterback. They haven't had a quarterback for a very long time. Who knows when they will get a quarterback. And Terry McLaurin's not going anywhere. Terry McLaurin is one of the best receivers in the NFL in his own right. And so will Jahan Dotson always be kind of the 1B or the, the second option on that team in a bad offense? All of those things just kind of limit his upside. But I think he's a really, really good football player. He's got incredible ball skills. He's always open, just a technician. And somebody that I love to watch play, I think he's he's gone underrated for a while. And um, he also has that first-round draft capital. A lot of people don't think about that. He, he went really high in the draft last year as well. So I, I feel great about getting Jahan Dotson here. I feel like, at worst, he's going to be a solid wide receiver, too, for my dynasty team for like eight to ten years, which is incredible. So. Yeah, I, I like this pick. I don't I don't have any Dotson, and that kind of bothers me because I think I think he's gonna be just a, a really solid good wide receiver as as basically that's his floor. Like, you know, the last three games, really the last the last four games, because they had a late bye. I mean, 18, 24, 31 targets in four games for, mm-hmm. for a rookie. That's solid. I mean, I don't know how many of those are with Sam Howell. I think maybe what just just Sam Howell maybe played one game, but you know the the lack of faith in Howell is is disturbing. No, I'm just kidding. I, I hear you. But <laughs> but you know there there's some definite upside there. And it, you know and he he caught you know a, a bunch of those targets and he had three touchdowns in in four yeah. games. So and he had a great start to the season too. In the middle of the yes. year he dealt with it, with an injury that you know he missed some time and then when he came back he was still kind of not at full speed. But the start of the year and the end of the year were really, really strong for Dotson. And, and he was a guy that you could plug into your lineup and feel really good about. Yeah, exactly. I mean, the, the touchdown ratio probably isn't going to be going to be held up. I mean, se- seven touchdowns in, on 32 receptions. That's a, an awfully efficient percentage. But right. the point is, he's he's clearly the number two guy there. And I think if that team you know can just pass the ball enough, yeah, he's he's going to be solid. And, you know, and if Howell doesn't work out, They'll, they'll draft somebody or, you know, who knows what they'll do, but they'll, they'll think of something. They're not going to stick with Hall if he's no good. I'm going to stick at wide receiver, stick with last year's rookies, George Pickens, Pittsburgh. I think this is a guy that, that has an opportunity to again, be a breakout candidate. Pittsburgh feels like, like they're getting him ready to be the, the alpha guy there. Um, I know they still have Deontay Johnson and Deontay Johnson historically has been a target hog, he may or may not be back after this season. You know, that's still a question mark, but you know, Pickens is the guy on, on the outside, especially. And so I, I think again, right now I'm taking that guy who I think his he's at kind of his lowest value because I think he's going to get better. And so I, I feel really good about, about Pickens. I, I like the draft capital and he, I like the, op, the opportunity he, he has to be his team's alpha receiver. Hmm. Yeah, I've never been a huge George Pickens guy. Um, I have a type. I have a clear type when it comes to wide receivers, and it's the the route runners, the separators. And George Pickens is is not that. He's a go up and get it, box him out, contested catch kind of guy, running a straight line, catch a 50-50 ball. Um, and he's really good at that, and he makes some highlight plays. But I think that's going to – if he doesn't improve in that area – the target share is going to continue to be less than what you want it to be. 
And I also I'm a huge Deontay Johnson guy. I'm a I'm a big fan of his game. I think he's really underrated. So um yeah, I'm not sure how much better we're gonna see George Pickens be than what he was last year, but there's certainly room for improvement and there's certainly athletic upside there. So I don't hate the pick, um, but just not one of my guys. Uh here at 209, I went with Quinshawn Judkins. I'm a big fan of, of his game. Uh he is because he's one of those guys you're like, oh, where did he come from? Like everybody thought it was Zach Evans' backfield last year. And here comes this three-star prospect out of nowhere that ends up out-touching, out-producing, out-playing Zach Evans at every turn. Now, obviously, Zach Evans isn't who we thought he was. He ended up being a six-round draft pick. But Judkins like forced his way on the field. And when I saw this happening last year, I was like, who is this guy? I need to go look closer at him. And what I saw on tape really, really impressed me. He's a physical runner. He's got great contact balance. He's got true workhorse size at the running back position. He looked like he had soft hands. He wasn't used a ton in the passing game, but he looked like he could do it. And his cutting, like he was electric. He was a lot more elusive than I expected out of a big back. And when he got a lane, I think he got clocked at like 22, 23 miles an hour or something like that. So he's fast too. So you got ideal size. He's shown the ability to catch the ball a little bit. He's elusive. He's got good contact balance, uh, speed. There's a lot to like about Quinshawn Judkins. And the production, freshman year, true freshman come in and dominate in the SEC. And I think it's only going to continue from there. So um, I'm pretty high on Quinshawn Judkins. I felt good about grabbing him here. Yeah, I, I have no problem with this. There are, in my opinion, four running backs in tier one in, in college, and he's one of the two guys that we haven't talked about. So absolutely mm-hmm. fantastic pick. I'll, I'll talk about the other guy it's later. Also but, our first 2025 pick. Right. Um, exactly. Yeah, good point. And you know, I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna completely shift gears at 210 and go with Dalton Kincaid, uh rookie tight end, Buffalo, first round. And some people might be wondering, why is he the first tight end taken? And the bottom line is this. If we would have had this conversation back in March, there's no way Dalton Kincaid is the guy I'm taking here. But when you get first round draft capital, you're mm-hmm. tied to you know, one of the best young quarterbacks in football who we know isn't going anywhere, who loves to pass the ball and loves to pass the ball downfield. That tells me that they want him to fill a role that they currently don't have filled. They've got Diggs. We love Diggs. He is getting a little older, but the number two target guy on that team is up for grabs. Mm-hmm. I mean, we're expecting it to be Gabe Davis year after year. He's decent, but he's more of that, you know, kind of that big play downfield guy, not a guy that's just going to, you know, get a ton of these targets. Like we want, our top tight ends to get. And I think Kincaid has that opportunity. I, I, I don't fear the fact, you know, that they, they had another tight end that scored some touchdowns a couple of years ago. You know, he's, he's solid, but, but you don't spend first round draft capital mm-hmm. at tight end, unless you've got a plan in my opinion. So I'm just trusting that, that, Hey, he, he has an opportunity to be, you know, maybe not his, his, his rookie season, but, he could be so good in that offense 
you know, I, I think it's, I, I think it's worth taking a shot on him right now over the guy that we're going to talk about next. So I, I like Dalton Kincaid here at 210. Yeah. And I think the traits too. I mean, it's not all about the situation with him. It first round capital's great. Bill's great. Everything you said, totally agree with. He's a really good football player. I mean, he kind of came onto the scene late in his college career, but he's, fast enough to outrun linebackers up the seam he's a good technical route runner he's got really really good ball skills he's incredible after the catch this is a guy that has a really really good skill set to be a great receiving tight end in the nfl right i, I don't think they brought him get... in to block right like, yeah they, did, they absolutely did not they drafted him <laughs> um and i don't think he's as terrible a blocker as maybe he's given credit for sometimes but that's not what they brought him into. That's not why he was a first round pick. You're right. So uh great pick there. I also was thinking tight end at the last pick. Like I was like, should I go Judkins? Should I go tight end? We haven't taken one yet. It's a tight end premium league. And Kincaid is who I would have taken had I gone with them. Um, but I went to the Debbie tight end. I went to Brock Bowers here and a lot of people would be like jumping for joy, thrilled, like, oh my gosh, into the second round, I got Brock Bowers. This is incredible. I actually felt kind of gross about it. I hate investing in <laughs> Debbie tight ends. We've talked about it on the show here. It's like the most unpredictable. It's even worse than quarterback. Like, I like waiting until they get to the NFL, and you can usually even grab them in your depleted Debbie draft. Like, Kincaid could have been had in, in every depleted draft that I was in this year. So I don't I don't like investing in Debbie tight ends. I like just waiting, seeing who gets the draft capital, how they test at the combine, trading for them, drafting them in the depleted draft, whatever you got to do. Um, but Brock Bowers, see, as, as far as tight ends go, if there was a sure thing, it would probably be Brock Bowers. He's got incredible production, um, has shown wide receiver-esque type ability on film. Um, all the mock drafts that you look at have him going in the first round next year. So if there was ever a safe bet at tight end, it's probably Brock Bowers. And so I went ahead and took him here, tight end premium league. I think in a lot of leagues he would go higher than this, but yeah, that's yeah, just I, how, we, how we play. <laughs> I agree. Right. It's, it's, he's, he's as close as you're going to get. He, he's got first round draft capital written all over him and he's fantastic and dynamic in the field, you know, with the ball in his hands, getting open. I mean, he, again, not a guy that's going to be drafted to block. He is a pass catching threat and that is what he's going to do. So that's what we want on our fantasy team. So absolutely. I have, I have no problem with this at all. My last pick the you know, of round two, the last pick we're going to talk about. And this was a slam dunk for me. I mean, I, I don't know how, how Nick Singleton got this far, but he, he to me is, is an easy pick here. You know, you mentioned 2025. That's that's Nick's class as well. He was very good his his freshman season, over a thousand yards, almost seven yards per carry, caught eleven passes for 85 yards, scored 13 total touchdowns. I mean, the guy is the guy is explosive, dynamic. I mentioned I had four guys in tier one. He's my fourth. So Nick Singleton here, this felt is as easy a pick as I, as I made all round two. Yeah, I think it's a solid pick. Um, certainly belongs in a tier with, with other guys who went in this round. So I can't argue with that at all. 
All right, we are going to get to round three, but it will not be next week. As I mentioned, I've got vacation coming up, so we'll we'll take a week off, but then we'll be back after that. Really quick, round two, we had Drake May, Damian Pierce, Jordan Addison, and Travion Henderson. Then the Raheem, the Rocket, Sanders, Traylon Burks, Jahan Dotson, George Pickens at 208. Finish it up with Quinshawn Judkins, Kincaid, Bowers, and Nick Singleton. So that will wrap things up for today. Thank you for listening to this episode. If you have not already, do us a favor and leave a five-star review on whichever podcast app you are using. Make sure you're subscribed so you never miss any of the RBB action format. I am Skip. Everyone have a great weekend and an awesome week. Take care, everybody.